Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Reed Wilkins coming up today at about 6.48 for a crossover. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott, and Kellen Kennedy with you. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. They've got 14 Edmonton and area locations. I had the Texan last night at the Royal Pizza in Blue Quill on the way home. Four in Calgary, one in Red Deer. Go online at royalpizza.ca. Download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is... The Mediterranean chicken. Brendan likes the Texan, or he likes the meat lovers. As we head off, as promised, we've got Puckpedia's Hart Levine coming up. He's our Oilers Now headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk, W I L H A U K today. Travis and Trent Will Hawk will take care of you. They've got three locations in our region for you. And we welcome back to the show Hart Levine from Puckpedia. Hello, Hart. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you doing? Well, the owners have won 16 in a row. How do you think I'm doing? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> As opposed to how I'd be doing if they'd lost 16 in a row. and before That's people right. Say, or, or if they'd won two of their first 12. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, all right. Cap situations. Maybe explain to our listeners the rationale for the Edmonton winners. Uh, they were carrying a, uh, you know, 22 men, uh Roster. They're down to 20 right now. They farmed out Philip Kemp the uh, day before they played Nashville with that matinee, and then after the game Saturday, they sent Dylan Holloway down. Why would they make moves like that? Yeah, so for Oilers fans or people following the Oilers, this is the first year in a while that they have not been an LTIR team. Um, and so as a non-LTIR team, it, it's the regular cap calculations, which means the cap um, works on a daily system. So there's, this season, there's 192 days in the season. And so every day a player is on the roster, they count against the Oilers' cap number for their their annual cap hit divided by 192. So the less you have in a specific day, the more cap space you build. And when you get to the trade deadline, there's only 42 out of the 192 days left. So you only, basically however much like cap space you're projected to have for the end of the year, you can fit over four times that in terms of annual cap space because the player is only going to be on your roster for a little bit. So every day you're, you're saving cap space. It basically um, goes in your bank, and the later 
the longer you wait to use it, the more valuable it is. So, for example, as of right now with these with the guys down and they only have 20 players, um, right now they could add 2.1 million of annual cap hit today to the roster and, and then be completely out of cap space. But if they kept this 20-man roster and they didn't touch it until the trade deadline, they could actually add just over 4 million in annual cap hit. So that's, and we're only talking, you know, like another, uh, just under 40 days from now, 38 days from now. So that's how much cap space can build, where they could fit 2 million today or 4 million at the deadline by not touching anything it's interesting heart because they're in a situation here like holloway's become an important player for them and i'm sure he's coming back up for the game against the vegas golden Knights. but they just got the one game against vegas and then they have an off day and then they got the back-to-back friday saturday they may only call up holloway but they may not call up a defenseman uh, to meet the team in vegas just because they might, you know, they, they they pretty much play the same six defensemen, and they they might buy themselves a couple extra days. And what you're saying is literally every day counts a little bit in terms of the financial machinations of what the orders can create weather wise. Exactly. So if they bank these days with both of them down, and then for the Vegas game, they just call up Holloway. Um, at that point, now they could fit uh, 1.4 million of annual cap hit. But if they kept just Holloway and they ran with that 21-man roster all the way to the deadline, they could add 2.4 million of annual cap hit. So it's not the same as the 4 million if they stayed with 20 guys, but it's a lot better than if they called both guys up at the Vegas uh, for the Vegas game or or Holloway and, and any $775,000 guy. Um, and then they stayed like that to the deadline. They can only add one, just under 1.1 million at the deadline. So that's kind of your range. If they stay with 20 guys and don't make any moves, they could they could fit 4 million annual cap at the deadline. If they just call up Holloway and stay with only him the rest of the way, they could add 2.4 million at the deadline. Or if they call up both guys um, and go with that till the deadline, they can only add 1.1. So that's kind of your your possible outcome. And then obviously, if those are all assuming they kind of do the same thing from the Vegas game till the deadline, but obviously they send guys down on off days and all that stuff, you could get somewhere in between those numbers. But that's kind of the range of where they could be at the deadline. And like you said, I mean, there's value in sending guys down on off days. Like we see that especially with teams where the AHL team is close by, where it's not huge the guy. It's a huge yeah, you're not event. sending him on planes and stuff. I mean, teams can kind of get away with, like, if they send him down for a day, not putting him on the plane, and then he's back the next day. You can do that a little bit, but the NHL doesn't like you doing that too often. So eventually, you have to put the guy on a plane. Or, and, and, yeah, that's obviously would take a toll on someone like Holloway that you want to have on the roster. But if it's a guy like your extra defenseman who – like that extra defenseman hasn't played, right? They they played Kemp three shifts at forward that one game. So if that kind of a guy who's probably not going to play, you know, maybe that guy it's okay to send down on off days and and you rotate between you know Kemp and Gleason and Nima Linen and Deneen and maybe you know each of them takes a turn coming up for a, a game day and getting an NHL check for that day and going back down and, and occurring space that way. I mean, if they want to really milk as much space as possible, but they're not comfortable only having 21 guys for game day, like not having an extra defense on that, that would be the way to do it. It's just kind of rotate an extra guy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You only have them up for game day. Hart, you know what's interesting here is I'm looking at three teams that I think we'd agree. We know what their course of action is going to be, and those teams are the Chicago Blackhawks, the Anaheim Ducks and the San Jose Sharks. I, I think we know the lay of the land. Like, what's interesting is Anaheim doesn't have any players' contracts currently retained. Chicago has McCabe. San Jose has Carlson and Burns. Maybe explain to the listeners uh, the added flexibility that Anaheim has to potentially wheel and deal and retain on some of their uh, pending UFAs. Yeah, so a team can only have three retained contracts on their books at a time. So um, so San Jose, they could retain one more contract and then they're out um, of, of retention. Um, if they retained on a player who's up at the end of this year, like they'd be out until July 1st and then they would get that spot back. As soon as that contract ends and that they open up a retention spot. So yeah, that's definitely, and that's why you see teams generally hesitant to retain for multiple years because they're tying up a potential retention spot for all that time, right? Like Nashville, they only retain 250, but whether they retain 250 on Ekholm or, or millions, they've, they've lost that retention spot for, you know, this year and two more years. And so they also retained on Johansson too, right? He they, They've retained on him for the next two years. Exactly. Yeah. So they only have one spot. So that's where, you know, you look at some of the guys, like if they want to try trade Tyson Berry, I mean, if they're going to retain on him, they got to, they need to make sure that they don't have any other guys they plan to move this season that they would retain on. Whereas the team like Anaheim, like you mentioned, like with all their slots open, you could see them like retaining on a guy like Henrique out, but they might, you know, maybe they get involved in being a third team involved in a in a three-way retention with someone else because they have those extra spots to use. Again, you do only see a team probably do that like for pending UFAs because they don't want to have the spots tied up for too long. But it definitely, it, it just like cap space is a valuable asset and weapon, so are those retention spots. Well, one team that's made use of that has been Bill Guerin in Minnesota. And uh, he has three open retained spots. And it seems to me like Billy's always open for business. Well, you can't take cap space home with you, right? Like the only time that ending with cap space helps you is if we're going to have some bonuses to kind of absorb. But other than that, you can't take it home with you. And if you if you think about like um, – at the end of this, like at the trade deadline, like we just talked about, there's only 42 out of 192 days left, right? So like yep. 22% of the season. So if you're if you're getting a team to like, let's just say it's a four million dollar player, and the third party team then is going to retain one million of cap hit, and let's say he, and he makes. Um, you know, it's a $4 million salary, so it's $1 million of salary. But for that last part of the season, like, it's only two hundred grand. So it's when you get to, like, the trade deadline of a pending USA, the, basically uh, if a team has um, cash and cap space, you could, they can buy, a, you know, a fourth or fifth round draft pick for a couple hundred grand. That seems to be the going rate. For a team to retain, you know, two to 400000 of 
cash um, as a third-party retainer. It's you know somewhere between a third, fourth, or fifth-round pick, and depending on how many years out you go. So you know when you're talking about Oilers targets too, like an Adam Henrique or a Jordan Everly or any of the guys that you're mentioning, you know it, it probably isn't that expensive to get a third-party team to um, retain 25%. It, it would probably cost the Oilers, like I said, a, a third to a fifth-round pick, depending on. Um, you know, depending on the team and what year the pick is. So, you know, depending on what the acquisition cost is, I mean, it starts to add up. But you're not talking like a first or second just to get a team to retain 25% of, you know, like four or five million for for that last part of the season because it's only two or three hundred grand of actual cash. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because you look at some guys, and I, I know that some people mentioned, like, what's St. Louis going to do as an example? Which way are they going here? And Doug Armstrong's been a little bit unpredictable. Like Braden Shen has got a huge ticket left, and so does Pareko. They're both making $6.5 million, um, and, and long, long-term. Those those deals are hard to eat a lot of money on, aren't they? Definitely. Um, but, like, you know, in all these deals, if you're willing to retain, you can increase the return. So you could go from maybe a guy, like, like let's say, with Pareko's deal and his age, I mean, people like him, but with his deal and his age, maybe he doesn't have – trade value maybe it's kind of like neutral well all of a sudden if it's a long long lot of years left it's a long deal but if st louis is willing to retain something on it you know pareko at set of six and a half if, he, if he's at like four and a half or even five like all of a sudden he's increased his value from maybe like a you know even value to he gets you a, a decent draft pick right so yeah you know it's it's, it's a big commitment to retain for a, a long number of years but it certainly changes it i mean and that's why i think i i've heard i've heard on your show a lot of talk about Sean Monahan, I think that's part of why the return for him is going to be more than you would expect. It's not that he's a better player than some of the other guys available. He's probably he's not, but he, the fact that a team can actually fit him in to their cap situation because he's a lower cap, like that has value, right? Like when Tampa took Brandon Hagel, he was a one and a half million dollar cap hit. With you, if he was a $5 million cap, it would be worth all those picks? No, but that's one of the few guys they could have fit in, and so that makes them really valuable. So, you know, all this stuff that we talk about, it's not just how it's just not, it's not just what a player can contribute on the ice, it's what they can contribute on the ice relative to their cap hit. Hart, uh, how do people follow you? Uh, go to the website, puckpedia.com, and follow on Twitter at Puckpedia. Thank you for your time. We're going to do this a couple times before the uh, deadline, okay? Looking forward to it. Thanks. You bet. That's Hart Levine. He's our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock. W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Yeah, St. Louis, interesting team to me. 646 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. Brendan Escott, Reed Wilkins, coming up. Brendan Escott has this day in Oilers history for new US travel. Again, you can join us on an exclusive four-night road trip in Dallas to see the Oilers play the Stars in April. Reach out to newestravel.com. Uh, we sold out Nashville. We sold out Montreal twice. And now we're going to Big D. And apparently we're closing in. We're doing pretty good on this trip as well. Here's Brendan. 1980. It was the 49th career NHL game of rookie Wayne Gretzky. And he put up four assists, his first four assist game in the league. Edmonton beat Los Angeles 8-1 to in uh, California. And Gretzky also had a goal in the game. So a five-point night for a young Wayne. All right. We're going to bring a read in here as well. Uh, best guess, how many five-point games did Wayne Gretzky have in his NHL career? 39. 39. Brennan? 60? 96. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Five <laughs> points or more in a game. 
Uh, and Connor McDavid in his rookie season had a five-point game against two. He had a five-point game in his rookie season. The year he got the 48 points uh, in the 47 games. So, oh, man. Or 45 The games. Leafs. The they Leafs. beat him 5-1. He was in on every goal, and he passed off a chance yeah. for a hat-trick to get Jordan Everly his hat-trick. There's your useless, superfluous... I, I believe it was a 5-1 win. And their their, their second-line center was Mark Arcobello for the Leafs. They for the com- Leafs or for Edmonton? No, for the Leafs. He, he was, was with the Tron- Leafs by he then? Was with the Leafs by then, yes. Okay. Well, that was the year they drafted first overall, so that they, makes sense. They got Matthews, and they felt that they should have been given McDavid first overall the year before. But the hockey gods smiled upon the Edmonton Oilers organization for the yes, second. Yes, I, I, I do vaguely remember that game. Yeah, and I remember Everly had a good game as well. Yes, I don't know who uh, who was the other winger on the line. I can't even uh, Pouliot. Maybe might have been Pouliot at that point. Yeah, well, it would have been a left wing. Probably was Pouliot. In fact, I think it was Pouliot. Wasn't Yakupov? I can tell you that. Was uh, he gone already? No, he was still no, there. No, he was still there. He was there. Uh, I don't think he made it until the 16-17 season. He got traded. At the, the first game. year in Rogers' place, he was gone. Yes. Yeah, he got traded yeah. on a like a Friday afternoon. You know why? Because I was going out to the fort. And by the way, uh, Rich took time to text me on, uh, you'd be, I mentioned Gout and Caesars. I got about 18 texts from guys on Gout and Caesars. Reed, have you gotten Gout yet, by the way? I have not. Why do you say yet? I don't think it's inevitable I'm going to get it. Um, Bob, it's the MSG and the Clamato that has given you gout from the uh, Salted Caesars. You know the Caesars started at uh, the, the keg? It's a, it's a Canadian invention. Yeah, yeah, at the keg down in Calgary. I, I, I've always liked Caesar. Rich says, Bob, if you drink Crown Royal, you don't get gout. Okay. I might have to take him up on that. It's a little stronger. I like The problem is I like Caesars. I like stuff. Do you like anything that's bad for you? Yes, I like beer. Okay. Yeah. I like beer and sports and Caesars. What about you, Brendan? Oh, my God. Can't keep me away from pepperoni pizza. I am I'm terrible as far I, as what I, I eat. I'll be honest. I like Chardonnay. I like a glass of Chardonnay. We, we have a joke, Cam Moon, myself, and Jamie Cartmel, that we go see Miss Chardonnay after uh, every home game. And to the wine room in Pub 1905, we make our way over there. Uh, uh, I feel shame. Why? It was 5-2 Oilers, not 5-1. Yeah. And the must have been Pouliot on the line because he had three assists. Yeah, I'm going to guess that he had a he had a pretty good night there. Interesting guy, Benoit Pouliot. One of these days, I'll write an entire chapter in a book, all the stuff I knew that I couldn't say. Well, pardon me, Pouliot had four assists. Uh, Sakara had what did we call him? Sekera. Uh, Mark Fain had an assist in that game as Remember well. Remember, there was this rumor out there that Sakara uh, Jeff uh, Merrick brought it up. How come Sakara never passes to uh, Connor McDavid? This went on. New Jersey has something. I think is it New Jersey that has something. Somebody in New Jersey doesn't pass the buck to Hughes either. Is it New Jersey? I'm trying to think. Ah, that's skipped my mind. I I don't remember that. Yeah, there was sort of this. What was the? He would look off McDavid a lot, Sekera, when he ran the power play in fifteen sixteen. Well, I don't when remember Connor that. Came back. I remember he had a lot of shots blocked. Yeah, he he had a lot of shots blocked. Clefbaum actually did. He just hadn't established himself. He did a pretty good job. He was that was a big loss for the Oilers. Reed, I asked Brendan this question: Do they need an upgrade on Calvin Pickard? Or, yes. Okay. Simple question. But, simple. but it has to be an upgrade. I don't think you need to trade for someone who is the forty-fifth or worst goalie in the NHL because yeah. it's probably a big group of guys. So who you're are not trading for Kevin Lankinen? No. Like why? Why? Like yeah. I think there's a lot of guys who are between 
well, say the 50th best goalie and the 90th best goalie in pro hockey. Yeah. You know, so that's the group Pickard is in. So why, like, I think Pickard at this point, some teams might look at him and say, geez, he's actually better than our backup. So maybe some teams would say he's better than the 50th. Would he get claimed on waivers? Would Pickard get claimed on waivers? Oh, that's a good question. I would still say probably not, just because what are you going to do with him for the rest of the year? Now, if a playoff team has a goalie go down, then they then maybe you wouldn't want to expose them because then they might see, well, we need a guy who's a little longer than the tooth, perhaps. But I think, you know, if you sure, if you could get Flurry or somebody up, uh, Allen, somebody like whoever, like somebody like that, just I'm just saying, somebody yeah. who's a little more proven and who has been a starter. But you're looking again, you're not looking to replace Skinner, you're looking to further support Skinner and quite frankly, guard against injuries. There you go. What do you have coming tonight on Inside Sports? Kelly Rudy, who, how many All-Star games did he play in? Three. Zero! He never made it to an All-Star game? And he's not happy about it. And he's he's an All-Star tell you in why. my book. Well, there's one thing you would remember about Kelly. He was on the 1987 Canada Cup team. Now, I know he and the other backup goalie did play a second. Having said that, he was on the 1987 All-Star in my book Canada. all day. Great guy. Yeah, he's good. Gave me some of the greatest family advice all, of all time. Not something I cannot share in the air. Never was a truer word said. <laughs> okay. And uh, Aaron Grimes is going to check in as well. Talk a little bit about football on the weekend. And I saw him uh, briefly at the Stollery on Friday. You got it. That's the, those can be... Uh, those are shows where you learn a lot about yourself when you're over at the salary, let me tell you. A little bit about well, how and we strength are. of other people, too. Yes, yeah. absolutely. All right, here's the deal. Tomorrow from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service, Elliot Freeman, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon. Probably get you one other special guest as well. Thanks to Brendan Escott and Kellen Kennedy. Reed's got inside sports after a global news weather traffic update with James Dunn.